This is an ABC podcast. If you've just clicked on this podcast and you have no idea what the hookup is, but you saw finger in the bum and cum in the title, mm-hmm. and you just thought, oh my God, I need to find out what this is all about. Welcome. Welcome. The hookup. Dee Salmon's my name. I'm the host, and I've got the lovely producer with me, Pip Rasmussen. We're all about helping our listeners. It's all about helping you with your sex lives, your dating lives, your love lives, relationships. Yeah, and we get so many amazing DMs from you at Triple J The Hookup. If you're not ready, following, go give us a follow. Uh, but yeah, we got a message from Emma in Perth and it was something that you and I have been wanting to talk about for ages, Pip. So, you know, she reached out and she was like, there's something I've been noticing when I'm having sex with people and I'm not sure how I feel about it, but I just want to get your help. I've noticed recently that there's a growing number of straight men that seem to be um, requesting to have butt stuff done to them um, on various different levels and I don't know if this is just coincidental a few at a time or is this the new norm. I was so interested. I was very inquisitive of people that I felt comfortable in asking and I found that there seems to be like a real 50-50 split and that's based on like sort of males that want it but also based on females that are prepared to do it. There's this real stigma of, well, if you like butt stuff then you're gay or you're bisexual and it's certainly not the thought I've got but it was more or less just a shock that I thought wow there's so many people in concession in in concession that are saying they want that and I found like people that I've asked they're sort of a bit like well I probably wouldn't just go and ask for it certainly not on a like a first instance but they want it but yeah I think if you're more comfortable with somebody and you were both willing to do it or wanted it, sure, give it a go. Yeah, this is definitely something that I have noticed, like when I've been casually sleeping with people or dating. Um, But it's more so I've noticed people have had to have a few drinks before it's like something that comes on the menu, if you know what I mean. Yeah, definitely. I think my experience of it, like I have encountered this as well and there was someone I was seeing who was really into it and – would just never openly talk about it like he wouldn't be caught dead, you know? That's the huge issue with like a finger up the bum is that a lot of cis straight guys still feel that there's a bit of a stigma, which we're going to get into real soon. But Pip and I kind of concluded that we're like, (laughs) there's there's like three types of cis straight men in the world. Uh, There's the ones that are like, oh my God, this is the best thing ever. I'm obsessed with it. Like what's there to be embarrassed about? Yeah. And then there's those who know about it, but they are just way too embarrassed to ask for it or they're just like a bit no homo about it because there's a lot of stigma and taboo about it. And then there's people who just have no idea that this is like a whole pleasure centre in itself. Yeah, completely. They have no idea. So in this episode, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the prostate, the male G-spot is what some people will refer to. Pete won't let me say this, but I want to call it the P-spot. No, it sounds wrong. <laughs> she won't let me say it. It just sounds like the P-hole of the dick. It's called a, It's going to be called a P-spot. It's a P-spot. It's a we're prostate. It's it. a spot. It's a pleasure centre. Anyway, we're going to get into <laughs> what it is, why we should be talking about it, where to find it, and how to use it to give yourself an earth-shattering orgasm. Yes. Now, going back to what Emma had been talking about She's not wrong. There's kind of like a big old 50-50 split because we put up a poll on our Instagram asking you and 46% of you said you love it. 54% were like, yeah, it's not for me. 
And then I did a separate poll specifically for cis straight men uh, asking if it was something that they were into and 52% of them said, yep, absolutely love it. But when asked whether or not they are embarrassed to talk about it or ask for it during sex, 58, so nearly 60% of them said yes, that they're embarrassed about it and they find it awkward. Yeah, and you came to us as well in the DMs. You told us about your experiences with bum play and we got your thoughts and a lot of your fears. First of all, I am female, 22, and my partner is male, 25. He introduced me to bum play when we first got together. It wasn't something that I hadn't, like, had too much experience with, giving or receiving. Um, Since then, we have experimented slowly, figuring out mostly what I'm comfortable with. In my experiences so far, I have found that I really do need to be in a specific mood to personally receive. I find that I'm mostly willing after a lot of foreplay. Whilst he loves it, and I mean loves it, personally some of our best sex has started with me giving him a little lick and progressing to a finger or a toy after, and um, it's always fantastic. For me, it happened when I was still in the fun, exploring stage of a relationship. Um, I was talking to my partner and she said, um, you know, are you interested in doing that kind of thing? And I thought, oh, yeah, give it a go. And um, so, yeah, we pretty much jumped in the shower straight away and, yeah, she was nice enough to give me a blowjob with a finger in the bum and I think it probably ended up better for her because didn't last as long. I've always had super open communication during sex and always been up to try new things. Um, but I think the main thing is I'm really self-conscious about having a hairy ass and that sort of thing. And I also just would feel really super um, embarrassed if they like got poop on their finger or something like that. Previously, there was a lot of stigma around, you know, how it might impact on somebody's masculinity or their sexuality and that sort of stuff, which, you know, I think we're starting to realise that that's really not the case at all. It's just, you know, just another thing to add to your bag of tricks when it comes to, you know, what you do in the bedroom. And if that means that more straight guys are sort of being more open-minded and trying new things and realising that, then I think that's a really great thing. I have to say, do you know what's really interesting when I got a lot of these voice memos from the listeners and we were editing them? Mm. No one can say like exactly what it is. Like just like stand with their legs open and their arms on their like on their <laughs> hips being like, I like a finger in the bum yeah. or like anal fingering or like anal orgasm or like everyone kind of just talked around it yeah even calling it a freckle which we just heard i do feel it though like it's an awkward thing to talk about it like sex is still like even just sex in general is a taboo thing to talk about so Mm. especially when there's something like this that still has a bit of stigma around it but yeah this like to us just shows like this is such an important thing for us to be getting into and, and talking about it so you feel less embarrassed and less awkward to ask and do it during sex. So let's get an expert on the podcast to chat through all of this with us. You know, why are people feeling so embarrassed? People and I put it down to internalised homophobia, but men's sex coach Cam Fraser, who you're about to hear from, he said that there's so many other reasons too. There's a great book actually for people that are interested in in kind of learning more about this by uh, Charlie Glickman called The Art of Prostate Pleasure. And uh, he kind of highlights some reasons why people are embarrassed. And one of them is... 
because they're uh, afraid that there might be a hygiene factor going on. Like it might be a little bit gross. They might get some poop on their finger or it might just be a little bit uh, awkward and, and, you know, something might be going on with regards to hygiene. So that, that's relatively easy to mitigate. We can kind of talk about that um, as well. But another reason why people might be embarrassed is because uh, they're, they're maybe they're a bit worried that it's going to hurt them, that, that, that there's going to be some pain and some discomfort, and maybe it's going to feel uncomfortable uh, for them as the, the person receiving and their partner might not be sure how to kind of navigate that. Uh, and then another reason, and this is quite a big one, is there's a little bit of internalized homophobia and, and sometimes maybe a lot of internalized homophobia when it comes to prostate stimulation, particularly for uh, cishet men. And so there's like this fear of what will my partner think about me? What does this mean about my own sexuality? Uh, and then there's also a general fear of like asking for what it is that we want and, and asking for, for things that we desire sexually and maybe thinking, oh, is it selfish for me to ask this for my partner to want to, you know, to, to stimulate me in this way? Is it selfish to kind of put my pleasure uh, first? Uh, so we have a general fear, I think, as people of, of asking for things that we want. Hold on, hold on, wait, 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 wait. We just heard Cam mention the word prostate a couple of times there, and I think we need a refresher. Yeah, so we grabbed Dr. Michael Says. Uh, you might have seen him in your TikTok feed before. He's that GP that does all the COVID myth-busting stuff. Anyway, I thought it'd be good to get a super quick medical lowdown on exactly what the prostate is. The function of the prostate essentially is it's got a gland which produces some fluid to help uh, give sperm the energy to go all the way into, um, into their final destination. But it also needs to contract to be able to propel the sperm um, all the way up. So it's got two functions and most people just uh, associate it. Well, I, mean, I think actually most people in general don't really know what it does, um, but it's really a, an important part in sexual function, obviously, um, because without that contraction of the muscle, then, you know, the sperm wouldn't get anywhere near where it's needed. So, yeah, not just something that you associate with cancer. It's an important little gland when it comes to fertility, but it's also for pleasure. So a lot of the messages that we got from you about anal fingering, like so many of you were like, this is the best orgasm I've ever had of my life. It got us thinking like, why in particular is anal play so good? And why is it so pleasurable? Well, let's get a little sciencey with Cam. Anal play in general feels good because of the type of uh, receptors, nerve endings that we have in and around our anus. Uh, this might be a little cringy for listeners, but it's the kind of the same reason why when you need to do a poo and you do a poo, it feels relatively good uh, because the, the receptors in there uh, respond to pressure and temperature and friction and uh, uh, stretching as well. And so they all, um, they will respond in a certain way. That's also different to the, gen uh, the genital nerve endings that we have as well. So we get a whole bunch of different types of sensation, different types of pleasure uh, from, from anal play. And then prostate stimulation uh, specifically feels good because of the way that the prostate is innervated. It's innervated by a particular type of nerve called the hypogastric nerve, which is connected predominantly to our parasympathetic nervous system. And to kind of put that into layman's terms, we feel relaxed and we feel um full-bodied experiences of pleasure when we stimulate the prostate. It's kind of the reason why some people report like a full-bodied experience or a more diffuse experience or a more intense experience when the prostate is stimulated because of the way that it's innovated uh, with regards to our nervous system. Yeah, and Pete, like we heard from so many listeners on our Instagram that for them, having an orgasm through anal stimulation felt so good that they, you know, 
didn't even need to have their dick touch. Like it was just like in itself that orgasm was like enough. Yeah, exactly. You can actually just have a full orgasm just from anal stimulation. And I didn't know this, but when you do have a prostate orgasm, you don't have a refractory period, which is so wild. You can have a prostate orgasm that doesn't involve an ejaculation. Uh, And the beauty of a prostate orgasm that doesn't involve an ejaculation because of the way the nervous system is wired, you won't enter into a refractory period after an ejaculation, which is that period of time after you've come that you kind of feel satiated and you can't get an erection and you don't really feel aroused and you can't come again. The prostate orgasm itself kind of bypasses all that and allows you to have multiple prostate orgasms. So as a cishet man, it's one way of becoming a multi-orgasmic man is to learn how to have a prostate orgasm. There are times where you might have a blended orgasm where you have an ejaculation and an ejaculatory orgasm alongside a prostate orgasm as well. And so that can be like a really intense experience for people as well. Uh, So there's a whole bunch of different ways that you can like learn how to tap into different pleasurable experiences by stimulating the prostate. All right, so if you're feeling interested, how do you ask for it? As we've heard from you, there's a lot of trust that needs to go into this. So here's some advice from Cam. We've got to normalize conversations about sex with our partners in general, right? So before you start launching into a conversation about butt stuff, it might be helpful to dial it back a bit and start to have conversations about sex uh, and the sex life that you have between the two of you um, just in general. And, And a really good strategy for talking about sex is not doing it right before you're about to have sex, not doing it in the bedroom, not doing it in the bed, go for a walk, grab a cup of coffee and have a conversation with each other in like a non uh, sexual environment or a, a non intimidating environment, a low stake situation. And then once you've kind of got the ball rolling with regards to like just normalizing conversations about sex, then you can start to talk about some things that um, maybe you've heard about, right? So, uh, hey, have you ever you know explored other areas of your body and starting to like think about things of like, oh, maybe flicking them an article through about butt play or or, or watching a uh, an erotic. Uh, you know, explicit content together with regards to you know, prostate stimulation. Yeah. And another thing you can do is something that I actually do sometimes as well, like real passive aggressively. <laughs> I just like send someone a podcast, like it'll be our podcast, obviously. Mm. And I'll just be like thoughts, feelings, vibes, question marks. So if this is something that you want to try or you want to suss out maybe the person that you're sleeping with and see if they'd be interested, just send them this podcast or say that you listen to it and just be like, oh, it was really interesting. Like, would you be keen to try that? We should try it. Completely. Send them this podcast. That's it. Anyway, back to Cam. Uh, And then if you do feel comfortable after all that, then saying like, hey, this is something I'm really interested in. And being able to frame it like in terms of like being pleasure oriented is really important. So like saying something along the lines of like, hey, I'm really loving our sex life. Like I I love the pleasure we experience, I love the things that we do together. And I'm really wanting to just continue exploring pleasure with you. If you can kind of articulate what it is that really arouses you from anal play or prostate play or whatever it might be and you can share that with your partner that's going to really help them respond positively to what you're suggesting yeah remember that this conversation has to go both sides as well like it's so important to ask but it's also important to be respectful of the person on the other side of the conversation and be understanding of maybe what they want that was something that emma uh he heard at the start of this episode she wasn't sure if this was something that was up her alley that's not something that I really want to do. Like I'm a single female and I'm like, okay, is that something that I need to want to do? 
in order to satisfy a partner. And what was really interesting is like, as I was talking to Emma about this, I was, you know, maybe probing her a little bit. And I was like, why do you feel this way? Sussing her out. And she did say uh, at some point that she was open to doing it with someone, but it had to be someone that she really trusted. And I think peeps, something that we really want to like, hone in on on this podcast is like you don't have to do anything that you don't want to do you can say no but yeah how do you if you feel like there is a bit of pressure because I felt like Emma felt like there was a bit of pressure there yeah how do you respond to someone asking if you're not really quite sure if it's something that you want to do you're of course under no obligation to do anything that someone has asked of you Uh, but one of the ways you can maybe soften the no so to speak for your partner if they have asked this is to like firstly kind of recognize it's a pretty vulnerable thing to kind of put yourself out there and to ask for for something and to to express your desires as well as it's a vulnerable thing to kind of say no and to to put up a boundary um so having that kind of mutual understanding can be really helpful uh keeping things kind of positive and non-judgmental is is another way of like saying saying no like uh uh, like a pleasure-oriented pivot is also really beneficial here and what i kind of mean by this is like well, here's an example. You could say, um, you know, thank you so much for sharing this with me. Uh, I'm so happy you felt comfortable being honest and, and open and vulnerable about what it is that you're into. This actually doesn't sound like something I'm up for, uh, but is there anything else we can try together that's maybe similar that we'll both enjoy? So it's like it's not like a hard, flat no, and the whole experience is, is over. It's like, a am a no to this, but I might be a yes to something that's similar. This is something that I've probably felt in the past as well. Like when I've asked for something and they say no straight away, it just kind of buries it. And it's, you never feel comfortable bringing it up again because it's like you've had a hard no. So why would you be like, hey, remember that thing that you said you definitely didn't want to do? Like, can we maybe try it anyway? Like you just feel bad. Totally. Because like Cam said, like you feel so vulnerable. It is such a vulnerable thing asking for what you want in the bedroom. So like... Yeah, very, very tricky stuff. All right. This is the best part of the whole F, I reckon. I know. I'm excited. (laughs) Let's get into the 101, the nuts and bolts of fingering a bum. How do you do it? Well, before we get into that, there is a bit of prep that you can do if you're keen to receive, especially if you're worried about hygiene, et cetera, et cetera. Have lube handy, firstly. And the type of lube that you're probably going to want to go for is a silicon-based lube because it is thicker and it won't dry out like a water-based lube. So you won't have to keep reapplying it. Uh, It'll last longer. Uh, The next thing is if you're trying to mitigate poop, essentially, um, you're going to want to make sure you're having a shower, cleaning beforehand. Trim your nails as well if you're the giving partner, uh, making sure you've got um, nice trim nails. And like one of the most paramount things is start slow and relax. So like really slowing the breathing down, uh, making sure that you're, if you're the receptive partner, you're in a comfortable position. Uh, the next thing is like, start small. You, know, you don't have to go straight for uh, straight for sticking your whole fist in there or, or doing uh, something really massive. You know, you can start with <laughs> just playing around with the rim and um, you know, communicating with your partner as you're doing this and saying like, okay, do you feel ready to be penetrated now? Do you feel comfortable now? Like just listening to their verbal feedback and also listening to their body as well. As the person who's receiving relaxes, you'll notice the sphincter will open a little bit more. Stunning advice. But what about the person giving? What exactly are we looking for in there? And once we've found it, what do you do? What you're going to be looking for is like a little walnut-sized gland, which is on the same side as their belly button. So it's about, uh, let's say maybe like an inch, an inch and a half 
in. So if you're looking at your fingers, maybe like two, two phalanges or two knuckles in and then up towards the belly button, you, you should be able to find it. And you essentially want to, uh, I say you want to stroke it, not poke it. It's not a button that you're trying to press. It's a uh, like a little mound that you're trying to, to rub. And you can kind of do two or three different things to start with. You can try just gently stroking it with one finger um, in that like very classic come hither motion. Uh, you can try circling with your fingers, so like drawing little circles around it. Uh, and then you can also try like gently pressing the, the prostate and holding your finger down and then like vibrating your finger back and forth, kind of like shaking it like a little vibrator. So a couple of things to play around with there. And then just, again, ask your partner, find what works for them. They might be really interested in this particular stimulation. This other type of stimulation might not do it for them. So really have that feedback going back and forth. Yeah. And for people who are starting out for the first time, like don't feel like it just has to be like, ass cheeks spread like on the bed you're not doing anything else like you can just incorporate it into like whatever you're already doing sexually like for a lot of people we heard they were getting head and it was happening at the same time for people that may be a bit more experienced they might only enjoy having their prostate played with and they don't need anything else okay so pip i think i see this in the sex world a lot like on lots of like different sexology pages and whatever but like, i think this is what's called milking the prostate yes i've heard of that like i've looked it up online a little bit but you know it's not something that i've like been a huge expert in so i had to ask ham the milking of the prostate kind of refers to some constant repetitive stimulation of the prostate with a certain type of stroke you know whatever stroke you're kind of choosing and the the quote-unquote milking comes from kind of the action of the stroking and the um and the kind of repetitive motion but also because the prostate releases what's called prostatic fluids which are kind of like milky white um which is the milky white fluid it kind of makes up part of uh seminal fluid and, and ejaculate so uh when uh, you're doing some prolonged prostate stimulation what can sometimes happen is um, some prostatic fluid will be released from the prostate and it'll come out the end of the penis, but it, it's not an ejaculation. So wild. I know. I feel like I learned so much doing this episode, which was so cool. And I had no idea that there was like secretion. That, that was, came out of the prostate. That came out of the prostate, goes up the penis. I think what I learned and I find just like so incredible is that so many people said that this was the best orgasm that they've ever had in their life. Like that, the fact that this can cause like a whole body orgasm, which I didn't even know that people with prostates could do. Mm. It's just so awesome. Like I love that we get to learn so much through this job. Yeah. And like we said at the start, we are here for you. We were so stoked when Emma DM'd us because we'd been wanting to cover this topic for ages. So please don't be shy if there is anything in your sex, dating, love lives that you're dealing with right now or maybe something that you're curious about you've seen a little bit of it online or in porn or something send us a message our instagram is triple j the hookup um go follow us dm us and also please dm us if you tried a little finger in the bum moment and it worked out for you if it's changed your whole sex life we want to know absolutely we'll catch you next week bye